1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: You know it's funny? Control we're, the control. You know what? This is where Curry, man. This is why I can't stand him. If we were, if, if we were in any other market... We'd be getting stories about how Curry's saying, get me out of here unless you get me some help. I can't play with these fossils anymore. And young guys who don't know how to win. Hey, Joe. Uh... Love it or leave it. Quit telling me that you're building around me when we don't even know who the second best player is on my team. My supporting cast.
1: I mean, what? if if Clay and Draymond weren't on the team, I think you may hear some stuff like that. And Loon. It's sure. But to a greater extent, those two guys, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: would say, yeah.
1: I also think
3: Steve Kerr being there probably helps a little bit. Well, here's, I mean, a, here's
2: a call I'm just am very intrigued by. No, uh, no, no. I, uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, go, I was going to say go to the one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go, go to that Mike one. Mike in San Jose? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. He disagrees with Evan. Talk to me, Mike. Hey, Mike well, first, just a, it's rational first Mike half. too, by Hello. the way. Yes, he is. It,
4: <laughs> great game last night. It was a, it was a fun one to watch. It was quiet for the first half though, I will say that. But to answer the the best player question, it, it has to be Draymond, although he's not the second best player. They just seem like they can't win when he doesn't play. So that that's the only reason I would I would you know, you take the seven games he was missing, he has to be considered second. So we do agree I think Wiggins is now the disagreement's on Kaminga. Okay. So where I disagree with you and about 4 million Twitter followers that like to yell is that I don't think Kaminga should have been put in before he was put in. He shows up about every third game. He's in year three. Kerr has to tell him he's not going to be in the rotation to get the result you get last night. So I, I, I believe Moody and and Pods have outplayed him to go ahead of him. And the only reason he went in was because of the type of game it was. And as I said yesterday about my opinions of Kerr being the one not taking the new contract, he looks like he's at the orthodontist when he talks about it in the postgame again last night. Now, the one thing I will say in regards to the trade conversation their only tradable player is Kaminga because of the money. He's it. You can't move Paul and you can't move Clay. They're only going to take Kaminga. Unless, why would Toronto do a money dump? Well, well going to do a money dump. No, no, no.
2: I, I'm, I'm, I'm generally in line. Get him, Mike. With, He's after you. Yeah, I'm trying to flip. He it. disagreed with you because you said something preposterous. Please. Uh, no, I mean, we the one thing we don't know is: what, does a team like does a team like the, the Chicago Bulls want to get off Zach Levine? They take a draft pick or two from the Warriors and Clay Thompson just to clear up money. I'd have to look at their their situation, but I listen. I agree with you. Like, if if I'm trading with the Warriors and I know I got to take a Chris Paul or a Clay Thompson because I need the money in the deal, well, yeah, then I you better give me Kaminga too. With with a pick. I'm 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 kinda with you there. We're trying to figure out who the Warriors' second best player is. The the other thing is and I see this I I don't mean it the way it's gonna come out. But um if I go along with you and say, you know what, yeah, I'm kinda with you, Draymond's the second best player in the Warriors, that's not good enough. Like that's not even close to good enough. Because you could almost make a case that even when they were great, he was their fourth best player. I'm not
3: a system player. I am a system. Or top four. Well, the, I mean, the first championship is second or third best sure. player. But they were also
2: a lot better Although, as a team. Uh, Iguodala, uh, oh, my God. He was the MVP. Andre <laughs> Iguodala was the finals MVP. <laughs> no, Therefore, you're just, no, you're just he broadened. was more... Wait a minute. What? What? Andre Iguodala was he a Finals MVP or not? He was. Okay, so he was a more important player in the NBA Finals than Draymond Green. It's not hard. I mean, where's the controversy there?
3: Okay, so he's the third best player then. Well, that year. Yeah, that's that. That's all Why I was does saying. Does that bother you? I think you're looking for a reason to bother me. <laughs> it doesn't really bother me, but I, I know that you're you're just trolling when you no, say I- that. No, I, who do you think well, was the I, best player in the 2015 NBA Finals? Is that the one they lost to the? No, that's the one they won. It's the one the you're fir- talking about. Oh, the, the first, first one. one. Who was the best player in the finals on the Warriors? Curry. Duh. That's okay. my point.
2: Who was the second best?
3: Draymond or Iguodala? Oh, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, and that's what that's that's all I was saying too. Okay, I think we're in not, agreement. It's no
2: shame to be the third. Although Clay was great in that Finals, maybe he was the fourth best. I'm just, I'll tell you no, what. You mean in, in game six, we
3: fouled out with uh that
2: team's five not, points? I'll tell you what, that team, that team, Bogut kind of made Draymond in a way. 8889. I'm messing around. Warrior fans know I like to mess around. Classic. Let's go to D in Washington, D.C. What's up, D? How you doing, man? What's going on? Start in.
5: What's going on, Evans? Hey, hey. Listen, I have a I have an answer for you, Steiny. Right. And I have a statement for Evans. Oh. Steiny, with yes. the number two pick, I would trade that pick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. Because right now the warriors don't have a number two. We need to go hunting. We need to go fetching for another two to put next to step. All right. That's it. For I, I saw I started the statement for uh Evans. Bruh. Seven-foot windscreen? I cannot believe you made that statement. I almost vomited after I heard that, man. This is one of the reasons why the Warriors is in the situation they are right now, right? It's because we don't have size. We are small to the max. We're the smallest team in the league. We can't even compete with uh, 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 Minnesota. We can compete with anybody, man. If stuff is not on a heater, we lose. That's the way it is.
3: The changes are needed. We need to. No, thank you. I, I well, is he? I, I'm curious what he's disagreeing about. Like Moses Moody does have a, a seven foot wingspan. That's a fact.
1: I don't know what he's. I think he's trying to insinuate that you were saying they're fine on size and length.
3: Oh well, the the suggestion was that if you do want to get bigger internally or longer, like you have guys on the bench that you could use to get longer, because Moses Moody has a seven foot wingspan. I, I like now. I'm not saying he's going to play more than Wiggins or or Clay uh, on certain nights. He probably deserves to. But if you're looking internally, I, I'm I, I'm not disagreeing with the fact that they they might have to trade someone. They might have to do something externally to get better. But that's also, I think, probably 15, 20 games away, wh- wh- whether they decide to go out and make a move. Um, so if you're going to try and get better internally and you want to insert more length, I-, I think there are some guys on the roster that can help with that.
2: Don't ever forget how the dynasty started. Remember how it started? With a trade? With a tank. With the trade. And then a tank. Just saying.
3: Well, they we, tanked for the 7th overall pick. I don't know if I consider that a tank.
2: Oh, I'm talking about Monte Ellis for Bogut. The one way, way back in the day. Oh, yes. And, who, and who'd And who? they use with that pick? Well, I think they got Barnes, Harrison Barnes, but then Bogut. Who is the 7th. My point is... Seventh. Like, it, But it wasn't
3: like they were tanking for the number 1 overall pick.
2: No, but they didn't want to be. They were like four games out. What, my, wasn't the, my, wasn't,
3: wasn't my the highest po- pick outside of Wiseman like Epe Udo?
2: Uh He was seven, I think.
3: Yeah, but but that's like it's kind of the point. Like They haven't had a top three pick in, in recent memory outside of Wiseman. Like, they haven't tanked to try and get one of the best players. And I don't think they intended on tanking that season, but they just were so bad and no, they, they were hurt.
2: Well, no, they traded my. Ma- they were three. I think they were three games under five hundred. They traded Monte Ellis for Bogut, who was hurt. So they went totally downhill after that. Then remember, they had to win a coin toss to keep the number seven pick. I think they took Barnes. So then the next year they came back with Curry, Clay, Barnes, Bogut was on the team and healthy. My point is this: you like uh, Zach Eady.
3: Um, well I, I hate to burst your bubble I don't know if the Warriors have their first round pick this year
2: oh shoot they pretty, don't they do if it's in after four pretty sure it belongs to Portland um is it Portland or Memphis well Memphis sent it to
3: Boston and then Boston sent it that's to that's top four protected yeah
2: you gotta google it thank you so uh, yeah, I mean I guess yeah you could you could take... never mind never mind uh, Sid in Chicago what's up Sid how you doing man? Hey, what's going on? Yes, sir.
6: Okay. So, uh, Stein, I think you just brought up uh, the Bulls. I think I got two points to make. First is the Bulls. I'm a Bulls fan. I live in the Bay Area, so I'll be back and forth. But I think uh, Billy D and Kerr have the same ways of coaching. And Kerr has been getting out coached for the last two and a half years. Uh, Mike Brown going to Sacramento really exposed him. Uh, as far as coaching. Like, he has a great – he's a great philosopher, but coaching is not there. So, the Bulls have players like DeRozan, Levine, Patrick Williams, and Booch They are along on the trade block. So, I'm trying to see how uh, – I would love to take Kaminga. I would love to take Moody to play with our youthful team because we are in a rebuild, and I think that Billy D and Kurt like to small ball too much. I mean – The Bulls have four point guards on the court at a time, and it works. But in the NBA, as you can see, these players are getting longer, faster, taller, and the centers are coming back slowly but surely. So that's one point. The second point I see is that it kind of reminds me in high school when when I was a senior or when I was a freshman, and the seniors were like, oh, I don't care. You're not going to play over me because uh, I'm going to college next year. But this is the thing: the seniors on the Warriors are Clay, um, uh, Jay and Curry. So basically, Clay is looking at it like he's a senior in high school. Ah,
2: I just said yeah. I, he's playing the seniors. Curry likes to play the seniors. I, I mean, I that.
3: guess it would be like if the seniors had helped you get three state three state yeah. championships, you know, the, the three years prior, and then you want to roll with them, even though there's kids better that are young, or not better, but some players that could help you in spots more than, than the OGs. I mean, look, I, I, I get it. It's, it's hard sometimes watching, and it's hard for me to separate Clay from Wiggins because I think they both have been playing so badly, but when you watch them play, it's you feel more for Clay. I think no doubt, just because it, it looks well, like he's he's fighting against himself sometimes.
2: Well, it
3: just, just looks disinterested. Like let me just throw, throw
2: this out at you, and you tell me if it should be any part of the equation or no no part of the equation on how you look at a team. There is part of you know what we've all been around here for the whole dynasty, okay. And I said it earlier. I was like, I mean. Wiggins isn't playing any worse than Clay Thompson. I mean, they're both they've both been really really bad. Now for me though, I am bothered by Wiggins more than Clay. You know what I mean? Like it's just on a on a on a non-basketball level, I see you know Clay's earned more with everybody. Clay's done more than Wiggins. Clay's been through more at least injury wise than Wiggins. So maybe it's not the way to go about a basketball decision, but to me I'm giving I'm giving Clay more of the more of a break than Wiggins. If and I don't know that it's this simple, but if the decision is one's got to start, one's got to come off the bench, Wiggins is going to the bench. Like Wiggins is going to be the guy coming off the bench. Why Steiny? You know why? Cuz the other one's Clay. That's why. Like period. He's been around longer. He's earned it more. He's older. He's been through injury. We don't know what we don't know what's going on with Wiggins.
3: And you got Wiggins for three more years, or was it? Or is it four? I, I I it's four. Yeah. Thank, thank you, John. I appreciate that. I like. I don't think Clay Thompson in this season. That that is where I think the contract comes into play. Like. You can't bench me in a contract year after everything that I've done, and that's maybe where the, the respect goes overboard for some people, but, but I think it's fair. I think right. it's fair for Clay Thompson to, to ask them, or not ask them, but it's, it's just implied, like, I'm not coming off the bench in a year that could dictate the rest of my NBA life. Like, that's just not going to happen. Right. And if there's a guy that's going to come off the bench, now, maybe he takes a minutes reduction, to Geltziler's point, he could play. He could be open to playing twenty-five or twenty-six minutes, but to ask him to not close games or to come off the bench, I just don't see happening. Whether it's right, whether it's right or wrong, I just do not see that happening. And, I, and I'm with you that Andrew Wiggins would be the odd man out because also I think they've shown it this year. Like I think there's been three or four games in which Wiggins hasn't closed, and Andrew Wiggins doesn't have the, the right also to make a stink about not closing or not starting when for perhaps understandable reasons, he was absent from the team for two and a half months last year. Like, right. Like he's, he's wore out his welcome from that extent. Like Andrew Wiggins, if Andrew Wiggins started to make a stink in the locker room, and I don't, I don't think he would, I don't think he's that kind of person, but if he did, you think people would really come to his defense? I think people would come to Clay Thompson's defense.
2: Well, and that's, that's the other thing. And I'm, I'm, Absolutely, positively thinking out loud here as it relates to Clay Thompson. But think about this for a sec. So he's on the last year of his deal, okay? And he's declining and he's coming off injury. And we're all worried about is the contract going to be on his mind? In fact, we, we've seen how things can play on Clay's mind while he plays, right? So somebody explain to me this. How the contract, Klay Thompson's playing 30 minutes a game. It's a contract year. And he's averaging five fewer shots per game than he ever had, four to five fewer shots per game than he ever has at any point in his career. If you look at that from the outside, it makes no sense. You know what I mean? So he's not only showing restraint. He's shooting the ball so much less than he's ever shot it, and it is a contract year. We we would have been worried about the other way. We would have, we would have been worried or worried, well, what if he, he, he's going to be playing for a contract? He's going to take 22 shots a game. He's going to be shot hunting. He's going to be this. Actually, he's costing himself money because he's not shooting as much as he has in the past. You know what I mean? I can explain that one to me, Sherlock.
3: I can't. I mean, I guess the explanation is is he can't get his shot as much as he did even a year ago. Yeah. And his, you know, his powers have diminished or whatever. I mean, that's just like a basketball explanation. But, no, I, I think at face value, what you want him to do is to sacrifice a little more to play a little less. And he's done that while also... Costing himself money, and and not just because he's playing bad. Like Even if he was shooting the same percentage as he was last year, if he was shooting, right. what, 42, 43, and then around 40% from from three-point range, if he was taking less shots, he'd be scoring less. He wouldn't be a 20-point-per-game scorer like he was last year. So, I I don't know. I mean, the, the Warriors are in, and I think Klay Thompson is too, they're, they're in a fragile position and I, mean, I don't know how they get themselves out of it
2: i guess i just sometimes things just hit me and i just think they're interesting and the idea that clay thompson's in a contract year and is shooting less than he's ever shot and is more discerning than he's at, it we like this is an upset like we wouldn't have, and he he's going to cost himself money the the less he shoots, but he's shooting so much less than he's ever shot. It's just interesting. Uh, 888-957-9570 is the number. Uh, you all can jump into the conversation, and we'd like you to, in fact. Uh, Evan Giddings in for Daryl the Guru Johnson. Mark's in Piedmont. Hey, Mark. What's going good, on, good buddy? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, hey. Hey, it's
7: going good. Cool. So, uh, thank you, guys. So, here's here's my take. Do you remember which coach got rid of Joe Montana? Bill Walsh. Yeah. Oh, God, you had to think on that one? Ah, geez.
2: You know what? I was just thinking, was it it c like 1.5. Joe Thomas. My I got
7: got too much carbohydrates last night. I get it. So um, remember what he said? It's better to get rid of them sooner than later, right? And does anybody really believe that Draymond is, uh, excuse me, that Clay or even Andrew are going to get better at age 34. And it's obvious that Andrew did a walkabout and has never come back from it and won't come back from it. So I I think, you know, the, the thinking has to be around they're the 15th or 16th best team right now. How are you going to climb over 15 or 16 teams with this lineup? I mean... All of a sudden, these guys are going to turn into superstars. I mean, that—that's the
2: take. I think. All right, appreciate the call, Mark. There, there. Shoot, I'm trying to go back on the com on the uh, YouTube chat. We got a guy on there, McFly13, and he had said something that uh, that I tried to go back and look up exactly, but now I can't go back that far. But he, his point was this, and I completely agree with him. Wiggins and Clay like they're not just they're not just gonna start playing like they played a year or two ago like it's just like I, I don't think that's gonna happen like when we talk about reality I just don't think you, you don't play this long. And I mean twenty plus games, and I'll, I'll I'll even go back a little bit to last year because of Wiggins' absence, and and uh, you know Clay, you know started out. It's like they, you know what I mean? They're not, they're not they're not coming back and averaging twenty a game anymore. I don't think like for a season right? they're gonna have some games, but like I'm I'm gone thinking. I think Wiggins can get back to that player he was, where he was a two-way player, and he and we don't beat Boston without him. I, I, I don't, I can't assume that anymore. In fact, I must like if I'm Mike Dunleavy, I must assume the opposite at that point.
3: Well, we do know that there is one guy who continues to do that and, and defy Father Time, which is Correct. Stephen Curry, who no hit doubt. the biggest shot of the game last night.
2: Oh, yes, he did. Which reminds me. <laughs> It is, oh no. It is time for the call of the game. You know who it's sponsored by? You know, Xfinity. The Xfinity 10G network is made for streaming live sports, which means it's the network you can rely on in the biggest moments. The Xfinity 10G network, the best way to stream your Warriors. Curry gets Simons
6: with seven, with six, right side, step back three off the dribble. Got it! It's good! And the Warriors lead
3: by four, 108-104. Clutch, Stephen Curry.
2: Clutch. Big shot. Put him away. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking about I'm guarding Curry in that situation. Hey, what, he, he, you got to try to force him into a three there. I mean, what else do you want to do?
1: Pick your poison. Not a lot of pressure on that shot either. You're already winning, right, Steiny? Like, that wasn't the ultimate pressure shot.
2: No, it was absolutely absolutely not the ultimate pressure shot but my point is is was there more pressure
3: on that shot or the one against the Clippers
2: which was the one what happened in the Clippers
3: uh he had a chance to put the not put the game away but put the Warriors up by three he missed the mid-range with about 18 seconds left and Paul George comes down or sorry could have put him up by four and then Paul George hits the it's the step back three for the win more pressure on which shot I think last night
2: well, I, I, I think, boy, let me think about that and then, then let's talk about it uh, because I, I need to get the t- time and situation, too. Of course.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.
1: Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's tough. Thank you. Uh,
2: Hey, uh, that segment was brought to you by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises.
3: Well, tell us what it
4: is, damn it. Now, back to Stiney and Guru on 95.7 The
2: Game. See, what you don't realize, Evan, is you, you, you throw stuff like that at me, and Matt Stiney is along with Evan Giddings. Guru will be back tomorrow taking care of a family. Uh, Sitch, uh, boy, I was just locked in. What's more pressure? What situation is more pressure-filled shot? Your camera, by the way. It's kind of right up my alley. It's what I consider myself uh, uh, an expert on. What do you want to know? Well, so the
3: the situation last night, Curry sure. taking and making a three-pointer to okay. essentially put away the Blazers. There was 10 seconds left in the game when he made that shot. Okay. So, sealed it. On Saturday, yeah, could have prevented a loss against the Clippers, in which they came from behind by 22 points. And he missed a mid-range jump shot with about 18 seconds left. I, I think it was, they were somewhere in the teens, and they were up by two. So both shots were to put, essentially, the opposition out of reach. Mm-hmm. He made one. It was a three-pointer last night. He missed the other, which was I, a two. I think there was more pressure on the shot last night, yeah, I but know. he missed the one that there was
2: less pressure on. I think. There to me, there was more pressure on the the shot against the the, the Clippers, just because of the opponent. That's part of it. On the road is part of it. Uh, last night, defender, I feel. Like, I mean, it was
3: Kawhi as so, opposed to. But
2: but here is the other thing. Last night, he how much time was left? Ten. He made it with ten seconds. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like last night is a house money. Shake, shake three. If it goes in, we win. If it goes in, I go home the hero. If it misses, we'll get a hold. It's Portland. Ah, uh, you sure you're gonna get a hold? I mean, against you the
3: Clippers, all you needed was a hold against the Clippers. It's the Clippers. You're up two already. That's a big point. That's a big point. I think both. Also, all you have to do is stop a three, basically, yeah, no,
2: and you go to overtime. I'm trying to think of mine. Uh, or I know
3: you don't want to agree with me, but that's, no,
2: no, no. I'm, I, it's, to me, they're they're similar. They're they're same genre, <laughs> same genre. Both they're both they're not really game winners. They're both get they're both daggers. Yes, they're daggers. They're not game winners. Different there, daggers. When you when you're shooting a dagger, there's less pressure than a game winner. Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so those shoot those two shots to me are similar, but still far less of a pressure shot than. We're down. That's when we separate the men from the boys. For example, uh my like three, my how many buzzer beaters did I have in my is it four, three, about three. You know, sophomore. Like at year. the end
3: of a shot clock or we end,
2: we, end of a quarter.
3: What do you mean? We we didn't have the shot clock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or the three point line, right? Yeah, we didn't have either. Oh my god. Uh let's see, Gettysburg, my Sophomore the Battle year. of Gettysburg. What are you talking about? Gettysburg College. Oh, they sorry. were in our conference. That was that was tied. The Civil War, tie game. Like Jamal
1: Adams says, "Yikes!"
2: Yeah, <laughs> hey, that guy's uh, got to chill, man. Okay, here it is. So, uh, I once made a shot with three seconds left in a tie game. But two uh, less than that. It was at the buzzer, but it was tied. I no made pressure. Tie. There wasn't. Yeah. But there was more pressure on that shot than I once made a uh, thirty-eight footer at the buzzer, desperation. We were down one, no three-point line. It would have been a three, but it was like from beyond the hash mark. Just desperation. It went in. There's no pressure on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's yeah. none. I just in the ball. It got there.
3: Well, you know, like like in high school, yeah. you know, I, I threw a few shutouts back in my day. Of course, it's a lot easier to complete a shutout when the game is like nine nothing. You know, and you're just you're just kind of pitching. Like yeah. if your team's up, there's not a lot of pressure because you, know, you give up a run, it's yeah. no no problem. That can work both ways. But, it, but if you're well, it depends on how much pressure you put on yourself, as <laughs> as you know, Steiny. But if you're trying to wrap up a, a complete game in which you've already you've given up a couple runs, maybe you, you, know, you got hit with a two run uh, RBI single with two outs, some like that, and you're trying to close out a game that's, sure. that's three two in the seventh or in the ninth inning, then that. There's a lot more pressure in that spot as opposed to you know, trying to complete a shutout when you've already done it a couple of yeah. times, you know.
2: But maybe, maybe you need that focus, you know. You, and you're a pitcher and a great one at that. Uh, and we talk about this a lot with closers. You know, some closers don't like to pitch in a game that it's not an opportunity for a save. No, they need that pressure, that built-in pleasure, uh, pressure, like Camilo uh, Duvall. Exactly. Uh, Dave's in Pleasanton. Hey, Dave, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey. i'm doing great um it feels like friday
8: for me but it's not friday i hope you guys are doing great i had two things for you Alrighty. just like you were talking about just like you were talking about earlier I, I don't think like Wiggins might be a refocus situation but as long as you're losing he's not going to refocus clay that's due to age the only thing he's good for now is pop uh, just straight a uh, pop and uh, pass and shoot that's all he's good for can't play d anymore but i have when it comes to, so, so in my opinion, you still, you have to get rid of the two out of the three, Draymond, Clay, or Wiggs. You have to do it. And whether you play the, the young guys now with Curry, you're not saying, Curry, your future is done. What you're saying is, Curry, we might, we're not going to win this season, so let's get the youngsters ready for you. When it comes to Steve Kerr, he's inexperienced. That's why he hasn't made these decisions yet because he hasn't gone through it. He is player's coach, so he's loyal to those three players instead of what is best for the organization. That's the way I see it. Good stuff, that's Dave. all I got.
3: Dave, appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's fair. I think that's also like Clay Thompson's never played in a contract year before. Before last yeah. year, Draymond Green hadn't played in a well. It was kind of a pseudo contract year because he had an opt in, but he never played in one before. Like these guys haven't had to play, or in the case of Steve Kerr, coach with their future depending on the results. As I mean, I guess they were always winning, so that's the result. That's right. why they never had to worry. But like you know, when Steve Kerr said, "This is the real NBA," I don't think he knew how real it got at right. that point. Like this is this is the real NBA. You know, you're in the middle of the pack. You're fighting for playoff position. You're like the, the championship aspirations are something that we have to table, I believe at this point, because you got to prove that you can be better than you were last year. Like that's where right. I'm at with the Warriors.
2: I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. I'm not ruling anything out, but at this point, you know, get, get you got to start playing with some consistency. You got to gel. You got to start winning, you know, 3 out of 5 games. Just start to build some momentum. I think there's more pressure to make a big shot in a game where you gave up the lead as opposed to you came from behind just as kind of eh. – it fascinates. I I love this stuff. That is interesting. How about this? I've been thinking about it now for 10 minutes, but I just haven't brought it to the air. Because I don't think I can – I don't think that during the Warriors run there's been one shot that's been the most clutch shot in the dynasty. But when I think of the biggest, like the cl- the biggest games, the clutchest of the clutch, 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 Ste- uh, Clay's game six at Oklahoma City's, I think one or two, and then I guess Steph's game four at Boston's got to be, like those are the biggest, right? Yeah, because. Warriors were in, tr- in a little trouble against Boston a couple years ago when down two one right and play the they were it was an elimination game that to me has a lot to do with it a lot to do with it like like even when did Durant hit the one dagger
3: uh, that was I want to say they were up two nothing and it was on the road in Cleveland so. They they would have had home. I would court. say
2: they were up one, and he made it four, or something I, like I that. I think they
3: were down, but but they were up two nothing in the series. What
2: what I'm getting at is or, that or might have been tied. Even if that shot were good, that still pales in comparison to what Clay did and what Steph did because they were it was more desperate. The situation was more desperate. rant doesn't hit that dagger. What is it three one? I mean, are still they're still. In yeah, it's a 2-1
3: series, and they're still the better team in the in the seven-game series. I, I'm with you in, you know, like a, a shot. I know it happened so fast, but the last, like the 11th three-pointer by Clay to put them up at the end of that game six in transition. And it happened so quickly because... was I, one
2: of right at the top of the key?
3: Uh, on the right wing. Iguodala okay. strips Westbrook with a chance to seal the game and then just outlets it up ahead to Clay. No hesitation. Pulls up. Drains it. They go ahead. And it was like, Whoa. Right. But, to be fair, he had already hit, if we're talking about pressure shots, he had already hit, like, five or six of them. There was a shot he hit, they were down, I want to say, like, eight with four minutes left. And he gets the ball up high. I think that's the one you're thinking of. He's, like, four feet beyond the three-point yeah. line in front of Westbrook, and he just pulls and drains it and makes it a five-point game. And it's like, how, like, he had no business making that shot. And I I do think that that's what plays into all of this with, With Kerr, with some of the fans. It's like that's the guy that's going to be enshrined. That's the guy whose jersey they're going to retire, not the guy we're looking at right now. But it doesn't mean that maybe he might have a moment or two like that left. Like game six last year against the Lakers was absolutely horrible. He was like three of 17, three for 19. But that's the first time we had seen Klay Thompson fail and the Warriors fail in a big moment. And so. While I understand that these are very different ages than the ones you know back in 2016 or whatever, um, I I think it's hard for a lot of people to to disassociate those moments with the current players.
2: Nine two five. The most iconic shot is Steph's double bang. That was a regular season game. That was a regular season game. And that's why it just can't. Like to me, that as great of a game as that was, it doesn't can't even sniff the Boston game. For Steph, that is.
3: I mean, he had some iconic moments, oh, like damn. like when he pointed at the ring finger after hitting a, a three pointer in the garden. That was, I think that was game six, but I think it was game four in which he screamed at the Boston crowd after hitting a three in the second quarter. Like basically, tonight's not going to be your night. Like right. that, that's an iconic moment, but the pressure on that shot is probably not all time high. You know
2: who hit as many big shots as anybody was Iguodala. He made a lot of big sh- – like, Iguadala very seldom missed a big shot. Okay, Max Kellerman. I, n- I didn't say that. No, I know. but that,
3: that, that's that,
2: You better that's be the- careful. <laughs> that's- uh, Rich in Los Altos, what's up, Rich?
9: Hey, how you going? How you going, guys? Thanks for letting me on. Um, sure. I want to hit the Warriors real fast, if it's okay. Uh, my two-bit opinion is the reason – first of all, I want to say if I can before I forget. People who are hating on Clay, the so-called fans, are so lame – so short-sighted. He's doing so good trying to come back, and uh and when it comes playoff time, I mean, give me a break, hating on Clay. Anyway, that that being said, I think the reason they got to play the two non-scorers through this modern, you know, all big guys can shoot. Everyone can shoot in the NBA now, basically. So the reason you can play, you could play Looney and Draymond, is because well, first of all, Draymond used to shoot. It seemed like he used to be pretty good actually. I believe. but besides for that, is on. Um, they had they you know they had KD they had they had Jordan Poole so they had scores everywhere and Wiggins used to have heart. I don't know what's happened to Wiggins I don't know but I hope he comes back but um I think without that that's the problem so talking about bringing in Kamenga and these other guys they're awesome as goal players and I like them all and maybe their times coming, but I don't think I think it's too soon and I don't think they should give up because uh, anyway that's all I got I, I, th- I think I think they got a chance this year you know not a
2: great chance but anyway thanks Rich appreciate the call. Here's, uh, and I want to say I'm I'm responding to somebody on the uh, text line, uh, the Comcast, I'm sorry, the YouTube checks. Look, here's here's the way I look at it. When the Warriors were at their best, they played small ball, okay? But they weren't small. It was just a term that meant they had, More players with skill in their front court than you did. That's really all it meant. It didn't have anything to do with being small. It just meant without playing with a traditional center. Because if you look at those teams, you had Steph at point guard. He's 6'3". You had Clay, who's long. You had Iguodala, who's long. Durant, who's long. Draymond, who's long. The problem, though, is now the Warriors, when teams go small, they're big. Because you can play small with Chet Holmgren, who's seven feet. It doesn't mean that you you can only be a small ball team if you play with five guys under six eight. No. The Spurs are going to be a problem because they're going to be able to play small with Wembenyama. And to me, what's caught up with the Warriors is now they are, they still play small ball, but they are small. They, they actually are small at every position. Or at most of the positions when it's in the past. They had size at every position. And the athleticism is fleeting now because they're they're a little bit older. And well
3: look, I mean, the the lineups from the first three championships are just irreplicable like they were the number one offense and number one defense or they were close to their top five in both like that's that's not going to be the case for this team and honestly that wasn't the case for the 2022 team now they put it together in the playoffs but if you look at them throughout the year the one thing that they always held their hat on was their defense they were the number one defensive rating in basketball i think they were like middle of the pack when it comes to offense because that was also the year that curry was trying to break the three point record he wasn't great or he wasn't up to his like normal standards he is shooting him much better this season but that's why i wonder if if the path for this team is not it's not about what they do on offense it's about what they have the ability or the potential to do on defense like i, right. I don't i don't know if we're going to unless they go out and trade for someone like between now and game 82 do you really think we're going to know who the number one scoring option is on a given night i don't think that person's going to all of a sudden emerge but what i think they do have a ceiling right. for is to defend at a higher level and that we haven't seen consistently enough t- for me to you know feel comfortable with with where this team's uh you know ceiling is right now but when i'm looking at the starting uh, the, the finishing lineup last night and i'm not saying that 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 should be this the, the five regardless. But Kamenga is a two-way player. Wiggins should be a two-way player. Klay Thompson, though he's not the defender he used to be, he's still 6'6. Draymond, though he's not the defender he used to be, is still 6'9, is versatile, can can move, can do multiple things on defense. They're also relatively heady you know, at, at all at four of those spots, and then Stephen Curry has defended better in recent years than he has earlier in his career. Like that, to me, is is the lineup that I think has the highest ceiling to defend, which is their biggest issue. You don't blow twenty point leads if you get stops. You don't blow twenty point leads unless the other team is scoring at will, and that's where I I think that their path to getting better is it's on the defensive end of the court. It's not necessarily
2: scoring more. No, I I. I agree with you, but I don't. I don't really think they have a potent the potential to be. Uh, they, they have the potential to be a better defensive team, but then their offense is going to suffer. Pro- like again, it's and this is where I've always. It's, it's probably unfair because what do we do? We compare the Warriors today to the Warriors when they were absolutely at their at their at their peak, and they they don't have the ability to defend now like they did six years ago. There's just there's just there's just no way. And so how do you make up for it in, in other ways? Like I don't I don't think they can be a great defensive team. I think they can be better defensively, but I don't know that they can be a great defensive team anymore because they're like they have shortcomings size wise and athleticism wise that concern me.
3: Do you think they have a better chance of being a great offensive team? Or being a great defensive team. Not saying they'll wow. be either, but I, 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 I think, mean, I think it's more say,
2: defensively. But Yeah, I that's an interesting way to look at it. Curry's the only
3: uh, one I trust offensively to show up and be great every night. I think they have multiple guys on defense that, that could do that. Maybe the,
2: that's wishful thinking. The one thing that I do, and maybe this is what uh, rational... B- Rational Mike was talking about earlier. I do feel like and maybe, maybe, maybe I'm uh, misconstruing. It does feel like, like I look at Kaminga's game last night, and I came in right off the bat and said, "This guy did something last night that's not easy to do. Got to give him credit." By it. And Kaminga was terrific, but I still look at it. I, yeah, that's just one game. Like I'm not. I don't look at that as. Okay, he now is in crunch time. Next game, no, you got to play. What you still, Jonathan, you still have to play well leading up to crunch time before you get a shot at it again.
3: You think that's fair?
2: Yes. Now, obviously, you have to reach a point where he gets good enough that you need him on the floor in crunch time, even if he's struggling. Like who? Who's? I mean, at this point, if if. Everybody's having a D a, a D minus game. The only guy who can play should play through it is Curry, right?
3: I mean, I, I still think Draymond's in, no Draymond. That's fine. Yeah, that's
2: up. fine. That's fine. That's fine. I mean,
3: yeah, but yeah, no. I, I look. I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, it's it's almost like uh, it's like we're having tryouts. I mean, and. and... Look, and and one of the other reasons why I think Kaminga was, was so impressive to your point about being able to essentially just walk in cold and, and do what he did was he said it after the game. He didn't know he was going to be out of the rotation, which is another – it's a little questioning. or That's weird to me, I, but – I'm sorry. Go like ahead. If, there, if there is something to come down Steve Kerr's road today, it is how he had obviously considered or – He determined that Kaminga was not going to play in that game until he absolutely had to. But Kaminga, who Kerr said two games ago played his best game as a pro and thought he was incredible, now doesn't know that he's not even going to play. And Kaminga even said it after the game, I didn't know anything. I wasn't surprised. Like, that's also a little telling.
2: It's kind of snippy, too. I agree. I mean, I I don't understand... Twice in the last week, Kerrs told the guy he's not going to play, and then they've played essentially.
3: Yeah, and so is that like? Do you take that as Kerrs growing or evolving, or do you take it as no? Oh boy, he's like.
2: I have no clue, and yeah, no clue, no clue. Uh, Let's go to uh, Austin. Austin's in San Jose. What's up, Austin? How you doing, man?
10: Hey, fellas, what's going on? Good conversation. Listen, uh, I was thinking about what you guys were talking about with. great plays in the past. You know, it's not sure. just about shooting. Uh, I mean, Draymond, I remember the Boston series, Draymond came back and made some fantastic passes. The guy's cut to the hoop, uh, which stopped the run. I think back on Kaluni's um, rebounding um, a couple years ago in the consecutive games he played in, that really kind of set the tone for the Warriors. So I think it's more than uh, just shooting that uh, we can go back to as far as games that really changed the whole you know outlook of the Warriors. Season. The one thing I I, get, I I'm fascinated by, um, Johnny. I'm curious to see what you think. Have, being around the Warriors, you know, there's really a fine line between entertainment and sports, and we have to lose. We have to remember the, the, the Warriors were the perfect balance of a great team and entertaining. And I worry a little bit now that they're not as entertaining as they were before, and they're losing. So that's that's kind of the balance of where's the balance come in between entertainment and sports. I think that's something that's really pros like uh, Lakers and Dunley to have to worry about it because, as bad as Clay is playing, he's still part of the entertainment value. So just curious to see what you guys think about that. I'll keep listening. Thanks.
2: Appreciate it. Um, as long as you got Steph, you got a chance to be one of the most exciting teams uh, in basketball. What happens after that? Boy, I don't know.
3: Uh, I mean, you know, it's exciting winning. Well, you know, it's not exciting
2: losing. Well, but. The Giants' 107-win season is on the phone. It was exciting
3: until was they lost. And then they followed it up with a 500-year.
2: Speaking of exciting, we've got ourselves a very exciting team in the Bay. That we do. The San Francisco 49 Why can't they be good at the same time? By the way, jeez, like, we got to talk Figure about your boy. Who? The guy who made a list <laughs> okay. of a quarterback. The guy you're friends with. <laughs> We're going to talk about that on the other side because... <laughs> yeah, you got to explain it. You got a lot of explaining to do. That's a hell of a This uh, is, is what you do. You gotta now wrap. we're going to get into the. Uh, I don't know. 27, 27. Oh, sure. Uh, you, you know, great, great, super time. Download that Odyssey app. Uh, holidays? Why not? Because you're not going to be in your car, uh, but you're going to have your phone, and so you can just listen to us on the Odyssey app or tablet. Listen to uh, Baldy with a morning roast. You can listen tomorrow, to tomorrow. By the way, Baldinger is going to be in yeah. studio.
3: From 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. with the morning roast. There you go. Let me do my shark week.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?